Hi, everybody. Welcome to Passion Fruits, Passion Project for Passionate People. I'm your Raspberry. Your Raspberry Daniel. Oh, really? That's what you are this this episode, huh? Yes. And I am your. Uh, I'm your Clementine kid. So easy, huh? Yeah, Clementine <laughs> kid Adam. Dick. Uh, and here we are on Passion Fruits Podcast, Passion <laughs> Project for Passionate People. Uh, what do we do on this podcast, Adam? What is a podcast? Well, a podcast is not at all like radio for the <laughs> internet. Not in the slightest. No. Daniel, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, just kidding. Hey, on this podcast, on this podcast, we broach many subjects. Yes, we uh, broach. Broach. Yes, that's your SAT word for the day. Yes, um, we discuss and examine how a person becomes, goes from being a casual fan of something or someone or some activity yes. to being Those a are all fan- <laughs> to a passionate <laughs> fanatic. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> are you really uncomfortable? Um, are you a passionate fanatic about boners? Because that's what we're talking about today. Oh no, <laughs> no, we're not talking about boners today. To all our five billion listeners, this is <laughs> not what Christ. we're talking about today. Um, no, today we're gonna have a very special guest on the show, a former Laker. <laughs> Former Laker is going to be joining us. A former Laker employee is going to be on our episode. <laughs> we are very excited that he is here um, talking about the many rings that he has. Um, <laughs> Man, yeah. how did Shaquille O'Neal even fit through the doorway? He's so tall. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking today about stuff we're passionate about. And we have a very special guest. Um, so welcome to the Passion Fruits Show, welcome to the big show, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> this, this episode's going downhill quick. No, would you in- introduce our our guest already? Yes. All right. Bum 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 Standing at five eleven, former Laker employee Gray Wheatley. Hey, Gray. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm good. Is this where I'm supposed to say what type of fruit I am as well? Oh, yes. Yeah, please. Hmm, let's go with starfruit gray. Ooh, Ooh nice. Yeah. We haven't had that yeah. one. You're uh... <laughs> I go back through my ABCs real quick and be like, apple, no, <laughs> clementine. I said kiwi twice. Adam said mm. it was such a faux pas. I know. This well, is you, why you, you're trying to do alliteration with, you keep saying like clementine kid, I, exactly. cantaloupe kid. Exactly. Alliteration, the crutch of a beat poet. And of a, and of a good podcast. In you. <laughs> well, I was trying to think of something that had gray in it, right? Because you know you hear all the gray, right? Like gray wolf, gray 
squirrel, mm. 50 shades of gray, grays, all Those these gray things. Fruit. I was like, yeah, but there's not fruit, right? So, right. But I, I came up with nothing. So star fruit is what I came up with. That's okay. Well, thank maybe you. Maybe I should have done a G for like guest, like grape guest or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> grape job <laughs> on picking your fruit. Well, yeah. welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. All right. So, um... That's the end of the show. <laughs> We're done for the day. Great. Thank you, Greg. Congratulations, guest Daniel. Idea. Best oh, guest hi. ever. <laughs> Greg, good work. <laughs> yeah, thank you for showing up. All right, it was only a 20-hour drive. <laughs> um, we are not copying your hotel, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> today we're going to talk about, um, well, Greg, would you like to introduce it, Mr. Guest? Sure. I uh, I was asked to come on and talk about uh, being a fan of AS Roma, who is right. uh, my favorite soccer team. Who I'm I'm not uh, quite a hooligan in terms of my fandom. Like you see some of those crazy movies and all the fans getting yeah. into big brawls and things. I'm not that passionate, but uh, I am passionate about AS Roma. What was no. that Charlie Hunnam movie? Green Street Hooligans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Charlie Hunnam was in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Really? He's he was, the lead Green Street hooligan. He was the one with the terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I remember reading a review for that movie, and they said, the movie is passable, but the worst thing about it is Charlie Hunnam's accent, which is ironic because he's English, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said it was like an Englishman imitating an American version of a Cockney accent. Well, because he does such a good job as... Jackson's sons that most people are like yeah. oh he's American right but he's right. actually English like you're saying but because I thought there who was the other was like one of the Lord of the Rings guys yeah. in that movie or Elijah something Elijah Wood Elijah Wood because I'm like that's who oh, I remember no. being the famous person in that movie I didn't realize <laughs> Wait, was in that movie. what was your impression Adam that you were just doing <laughs> you were just the Italian <laughs> Samwise Gamgee Frodo Frodo I can't carry you some of my uh, Crusty Italian brain. Wait, why is he saying Frodo though? Isn't he Frodo? <laughs> it was what? <laughs> no, it's Sam Wise. It was Sam Wise Gamgee saying Frodo. Frodo. I, I can't <laughs> carry the ring for you, but I can carry you. What? And then they goes Who and tosses. <laughs> <laughs> what is this Lord of the Rings rewrite that you did? <laughs> I mean, I'm. I may be involved in Peter Jackson's next inter- iteration of the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Oh, Just so saying. He's one of the Amazon writers. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Congratulations. You're, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's <laughs> a rigorous... I'm, an, I'm done with this podcasting thing now. Oh, man. On to bigger and better things. There's nothing nothing bigger and better than this. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, um, so, so anyways, all right. Back to Gray. <laughs> no, I want to talk... <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. All right. So Gray introduced it very well, but we were talking about, did you say A C Roma? A S Roma. But it's actually it's confusing because there's there's like A C Milan. There's all kinds of like F C A S, you know, all these different acronyms. What's the difference? I just I mean, as you can see there on our lovely Wikipedia guy that Adam has Mm -hmm. pulled up that it is I'm not going to even try to butcher that Italian pronunciation, like but I think most it. of them, most of them, it's a club, right? So it's like football right. and club or soccer club, right. whatever. But I guess in this case, it's an association. Mm. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Roma. Let's get into it. Um, so this is the Passion Fruitspedia section where Adam lovingly steals from Wikipedia <laughs> to create our outlines. Yes. And should I make the joke about citing Wikipedia? 
Again. Please. Ah, well, I wonder if we have to cite this like <laughs> this in isn't a paper. our stand-up episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like is Wikipedia going to sue us for uh, for uh, fraud? Fraud, <laughs> embezzlement, <laughs> libel, um, all of the above. Yeah. So let's go through kind of the history of Roma and. Um, so, all right. So, Roma is based in Rome, correct? Correct. Wow. Right. Rome. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Rome. Well, and it has, Roma has um, Romulus and Remus sucking at the teat <laughs> of the wolf, the she wolf. That <laughs> it does. This is all factual it stuff. Is. It I, is. You're doing great. Um, I did not put that in the Wikipedia. That's actually page, in the soccer team's logo. I know. Yeah yeah. 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 I studied Latin in high school. Um, and that's been very useful for you. Yes. <laughs> um, You're now hosting a podcast with millions of listeners. <laughs> right. They all want to know about my Latin history. Well, do you guys know of the myth of Romulus and Remus? Do we want to? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yes. This isn't from Wikipedia. This is from my brain. <laughs> um, Romulus and Remus were abandoned by their mother and father, and they were... Uh, raised by wolves, she-wolves in the forest. And Romulus went on to uh, found Rome. And Remus went on to found Reem. No, I w- <laughs> <laughs> So imagine, like, coming back to no, the- hold on. Let's go back to the she-wolf part. Is Shakira involved in this oh, at all? <laughs> she might be. There's a she-wolf in the closet. Shakira um, is married to a soccer player. Oh, well, there you go. All comes around. All comes around. Oh, nice. Uh, but imagine like what uh, <laughs> Romulus comes back to see his she-wolf mom during the holidays. <laughs> She's like, what did you get up to, son? He's <laughs> like, oh. Since, since <laughs> when is she like 90 years old and a grandmother? <laughs> it's a wolf. Crossed oh, with Yoda. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Uh, Romulus is like, oh, nothing just found in Rome. <laughs> Remus comes. He's just like, I found it uh, a coffee shop in Rome. It's like the she wolf mom is just like, so disappointed in you, Remus. You did nothing with your life. Why are you doing Yoda? Because mm. <laughs> um, that's how wolves sound, Gray. Read a goddamn Touché. book. I missed that Star Wars movie. <laughs> Read a book. Uh, anyway, so that is the myth of Romulus and Remus, and you can see why they are on the logo of A.S. Roma. Yes. Anyway. So, <laughs> so back to our regularly scheduled programming. No. Um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of go through this here over the next few minutes, but... Roma, AS Roma, is a member of Serie A, mm-hmm. which is the top tier Italian football league, national football league. Correct, Greg? Correct. Okay. I, my, my, nice. Yes. Yes, I got something right. Thank you. Give him an A plus, please. I've um, been ask, asking for grace this entire time. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia tells us that it was founded by a merger in 1927, and we're going to go through year by year for all of Roma's history. (laughs) Sit back and relax, everyone. 1928. Wait, so it was founded by a merger. What is a merger? Oh, boy, we're going to go down like the Wikipedia. Nope. All right, get the Wikipedia page of merger. Uh, Roma, according to Wikipedia, has two. have been the champions of the Serie A series three times. 
one forties, early forties, early eighties, and in two thousand two thousand one. Correct. All right. Wow. I didn't. I didn't know those first two years. I knew the two thousand two thousand one. Ah, see, we're we're we're. We're teaching and learning at the same time. Yeah, it's it's the best of education. You're welcome, Gray. Passion for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the Roma, AS Roma plays in Stadio Olimpico, in, right in Correct. Rome. Correct. Check oh. that out. Go go ahead, Daniel. No. <laughs> you you have something no, to contribute. I already I did my damn story that you guys both <laughs> loved. Uh, they it is a venue they share with their. City rivals Lazio. Yeah. So, so if we say the words Lazio, great. Do you like start frothing at the mouth? Not as much as if you had said Juventus, Juventus, because ah. Lazio are kind of like the the little brothers of sorts to Roma, if you will. So, you know, even though they're the city rivals, and you hear about all these like tense city rivals, you know, like if you ask a a Tottenham fan, for example, like, oh, do they really care about their rivalry with? Everton, I think it's Everton. This is where Everton. It's like, do they really care about Everton? No, not really. They probably more care about beating Man U or Man Mm. City, right? The teams that they actually, you know, and and Lazio is better than than that sort of um, analogy I'm making there. Um, But it definitely is uh, something where if you say Juventus, I probably would feel a little more because they've won the Italian league six years in a row now. So, so we're just gonna don't say Juventus. Or Juventus. Or Juventus. <laughs> <laughs> Gray just killed both of Gray us. Gray has turned into... ghosts now. <laughs> Gray, Gray has actually turned into a she-wolf. Oh, ah, see, wow. comes back around. Comes Whoa, back around. Nice. That's nice good. That's heat, Gray. That's <laughs> um, this is how you treat your guests? In Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're getting the the platinum treatment. <laughs> uh, you know, we, I'm honored to be your first guest. Yeah. This is I'm you know like five years from now when you have Elon Musk on to talk about why he's passionate about going to space or something like that. I'm gonna weed. be I'm gonna be like you know what Elon I was the first get out of here yeah 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 I don't want I don't want him as a guest. He seems like a big old douchebag. <laughs> okay, well, I'm like right. Gray. I'm like Gray, who is a medium-sized douchebag. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't realize that the. So, uh, all right. This is just. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I'm not as passionate about soccer as Mr. Gray or Mr. Adam. Um, I'm not even as passionate about soccer, professional well, soccer. At right. Least. Um, I was a very mediocre player back in my, my youths. Nice. So looking at our heavily researched outline, their <laughs> stadium holds like 72,000 people, which mm-hmm. is enormous for a soccer enormous. stadium. Okay. Most soccer, most soccer stadiums, purpose built soccer stadiums are probably more in the 25 to 35,000 range for, gotcha. for like a big club, right? Obviously for smaller clubs, it's going to be less, but for a, a bigger club. And so that's actually been one of the main things with Roma. That's been interesting to monitor over the last four or five years is there's been a lot of talk about Stadio della Roma, which is mm-hmm. their project that they're hoping to build their own stadium so that they're not sharing Stadio Olimpico with Lazio. Gotcha. And it's also, again, it's a monstrosity of a stadium in terms of size. And it's really not, a great fan experience, right? Because in the name is Olympico, right? So what was it? It was the Olympic stadium from, I don't know when the Rome games were back in the eighties. 
5 BC or something? Yeah, the, ori- the original <laughs> Olympic Games, right? Yeah. yeah, they started in Greece and then very quickly moved to Rome. Yeah. yeah. When Romulus Death. was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> Remus, Come over here. Remus found in the Olympics. Did you know that? Oh, man. <laughs> he was <laughs> running away from the wolves. Yeah. They were chasing him after he gave them bad coffee. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, <laughs> Yoda's back. So, but when you think about the sight lines, though, right? Like uh, an Olympic stadium is going to have a track going around it, right? right? So the fans can't be very close to the field. And it's just not that same experience as if you have a soccer stadium where someone can be closer to the pitch and the sight lines are better. And it's just a little more intimate of an atmosphere. Huh. Um, more in order at- to be better hooligans. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's because. Uh, in Raleigh, they're actually having a bid for um, an MLS team. An MLS team, mm-hmm. and they were. I was looking at the downtown plans, and they're just dropping it on top of a skyscraper, and that just seems kind of silly. Really? No. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I have not heard about this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't imagine that a U.S. MLS team was going to have anywhere near that amount. Even I, I can't even imagine that we would get. I would think we would get like 20,000 if that. You'd be surprised. There are actually some MLS teams that are building. Their stadiums are typically 15 to 25,000 nice. in capacity. Huh. I mean, Atlanta United have done the yeah. best job. They actually share. So they're owned by the same owner, uh, uh, Arthur Blank, who owns the Atlanta Falcons. Gotcha. And so the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which obviously most football stadiums, NFL stadiums are more like 60 to 80K capacity. Right. It's a big stadium that they typically only open the lower bowl to, so they restrict the capacity to maybe 25 to 35, but they sell out every game, and there are select games throughout the year where they actually open the upper deck and do oh, a really shit. good job as well. Damn. So, I mean, MLS is definitely growing, but you know, most, most really passionate soccer fans are still going to typically be fans of a team in Europe, right. um, just because that's where the best players in the world still play for the most part. Right. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely a little more confusing from a fandom standpoint, because while in the States, obviously, right, you have the big four leagues, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, you know, those are the top tier leagues undisputed throughout the world, right? right. Even though there are professional leagues in you know, there's the KHL for in Russia for hockey, right? And all these other leagues out there for basketball and whatnot. You don't have any sort of debate as to where the best league is in the world, right? Like clearly those four are the best at those four sports. Right. But yeah. it's different with soccer because, okay, you've got, you know, the Italian league, Serie A, who Roma plays in, right? But then you have the German league and the Premier League in England and all these other leagues out there. And it's it's a little different than having all the same teams in the in one league. Right. There is sense. the Champions League, correct? Correct. And so that's so, where you really see everyone. That would kind of be like if you were to form a, a Super League, if you will, which is mm-hmm. kind of how the Champions League ends up being. Although they do give the opportunity for some of the clubs from the smaller nations to make it. And you're, you know, you're a fan of Ajax who's made it this year into the quarterfinals for the, or the round of 16, I should say for the first time in like 10 years. At least. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Oh, thank you. We, (laughs) it, it (laughs) it was a long and long and painful road, but we did it. I had much to do with their success. <laughs> I know. Just how like I <laughs> did everything for the Caps when they won the Stanley Cup last yeah, year. Yes, I, I, we, we forgot to extend <laughs> our congratulations to you, Daniel. I've for been waiting what... for it for this entire goddamn <laughs> series of episodes that we've done so far. Yeah, very that that compliment would have been very germane uh, to our Fast and the Furious 
episode, and I apologize for not mentioning it. Yeah, <laughs> Jermaine <laughs> yeah, is if, your buzzword today. It's like it the is third time you've used Jermaine. Yeah, it's on my. Uh, is that the word of the day today? Yeah, on my toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually have word of the day toilet paper? No, but I really want it. <laughs> That's your money making opportunities to make word of the day toilet it paper. Exists. It exists. I've I've, I've seen up. it. Yes, and right. it's very expensive and doesn't seem worth it at all. <laughs> but you know, what's a little bit of vocab when you're having your morning constitution, huh? <laughs> well, all right, all right, everybody. There's, there's all, good night. Always opportunities to learn, everyone. <laughs> but to your point, Adam, I mean, the Champions League is really, you know, if you will, the creme de la creme of of competitions. And while I think most uh, teams really like to win their respective league, that is seen as the ultimate prize from a club football standpoint in terms of being able to say, okay. Yes, we're Barcelona and we beat Real Madrid in our Spanish league, but it's even more impressive when we can say, okay, we not only beat Real Madrid, but we also beat Bayern Munich from the German league and the Juventus from the Italian. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just like so saying it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely a little more confusing from a fandom standpoint because it's kind of like, well, you know, great that my team finished third in this league this year, but you know, where do they really stack up? Whereas, you know, you know, U.S. sports, you have a very clear and defined, okay, there was the champion of this league, and that's considered the world champion, if you will. They're always the world champion. So is the MLS champion the world champion? Do they say that? Okay. Negative. Good. I was going to say, well, because it's like hockey, it's like, oh, they're the champion, or like the World Series when – it doesn't include the entire world. I mean, it's what about the moon? <laughs> uh, we're gonna have to go to go back it up there just a little bit. But uh, all right, anyway, open up Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, question for Gray. So, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the general format of like Syria, but why? Sh- why would we know Roma? It's a great question. Most, and that's, you know, me being a fan of Roma is definitely a little more obscure than if you talk to most folks in the state, they're all going to talk about the EPL, the English Premier League, right? They're going to yeah. be a fan of Chelsea or Manchester United, or they might be a fan of Barcelona or Real Madrid in the Spanish yeah. League. You don't meet as many people who are fans of the Italian League. Part of it, it's a little bit star-driven, and different leagues go do, through different cycles. There was definitely a time where the Italian league was a little more prominent when it had uh, some bigger-name players back in the day. And now with Cristiano Ronaldo, which I do not want to mention him on this podcast, but now I have. Grace <laughs> turned into another she-wolf. <laughs> Run! <laughs> You know, he is now playing for Juventus, and that brings more. Ooh, um, the team that shall not be named. There's exactly. that word again, exactly. Juventus. So um, he uh, he now plays for them, which brings, obviously, more attention to the league because there are so many fans of Ronaldo himself. Um, so I think the Italian league has, has gained in popularity over the last year since he's made that move. But for the most part, you don't walk around and meet that many Roma fans, right? You're yeah. more, much more likely to meet someone who says, oh, I wake up on Sunday mornings and watch Man United. Right. So. Go ahead. Oh, well, Greg was kind of getting to it. Um, let's get into the story time section. Sure. Let's pull up our mugs of, mugs of cocoa. Yes, we. For story time, oh. Gray, we have mugs of cocoa. Oh, we, we only have we two mugs, though, so you're well, going to have to drink the cocoa out of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> the water's a little bit hot, but don't worry. Wait, do you? how do you make cocoa? Water or milk? Ooh, so for me, it's half and half. Ooh, us yeah. too. 
Yeah. Gray, this is the million dollar question. We use a Keurig so water. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, awkward. Podcast <laughs> over. We won't be inviting you for the coffee episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I hate coffee. <laughs> well, damn it. <laughs> well, all right. So anyway, so Gray, um, tell us kind of how you got into Roma and how, well, go from like, how you got into soccer, how you chose sure. Roma as your team, how you became passionate about Roma. Sure. So as you mentioned, I mean, grew up playing soccer, right? That was my main sport right. growing up, certainly. Played some other ones, but that was the one I gravitated towards and was probably the best at. Um, but like Adam said earlier, still at best a very mediocre player. Gray um, was more than a mediocre player, but he refuses to acknowledge it. No, so. I could throw the ball in, but that was about it. And that's, but you know, kind to, of the opposite of what most people do in soccer. <laughs> use their Gray, feet, not their hands. To Gray's credit, the position that he played, which was what usual, usually what, you know, uh, central D mid kind sure. of thing. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. The, one of those, central one of those very technical term. Um, the, but the, the reason D. that I identified later on that made Gray such a good soccer player and why I was not a good soccer player is Gray had a very strategic mind and could distribute the ball very tactfully to different players. Mm. So he was there to control. He controlled the ball, but the pace of the game and, and the the direction of the team. Adam's really thought about this. Uh, I mean, but... I, but, but I when disagree it, with everything he's saying. But. <laughs> <laughs> well... um. I think that um, so yeah. After Adam fawned over Gray for a little bit, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Gray. It's so great having you on the podcast. Um, so yeah, tell us about Roma and your. Yeah, so you know, grew up playing soccer. Was a big fan of very well. Of, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, Adam, Sorry, you can but... get your autograph book out later. Okay. <laughs> was a big fan of, of not only playing soccer myself, but also having played video games, was a big fan of FIFA as well and played a ton of FIFA. And, um, you know, I think back back in the day, it's, you know, it'd be fun to actually go back and play those kind of old school FIFAs oh, yeah. uh, now because the ones today are so realistic, it's crazy. But back in the day, there was a way you could basically shoot from practically midfield, which obviously in real life is not realistic. I mean, you can try it, but it's not going to be successful. But in the game, right. it actually was successful at times, especially the, because... That's the tactics Adam was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> great, you have a great tactful He mind. figured out not to shoot from midfield. Genius. Wow. You know what? I was impressed by very simplistic things back then and still am. So, you know what? Go second egg, Daniel. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the episode where we fight. <laughs> Tell me to suck an egg. You suck an egg. <laughs> uh, but definitely on that FIFA, you could actually shoot from really far away and then use, I think it was like the right button or something or the left button to actually curve the ball from like a like mile Beckham. away. Beckham. Exactly. Bend it like Beckham. <laughs> so That's my soccer. The person who in the game was the best at that was Francesco Totti, who was one of Roma's and is kind of the icon of Roma, if you will. I recognize that name. So I started to become a fan of Roma because of Totti. Nice. um, And just kind of chose them. And I think what helps too is, you know, you mentioned the story of Romulus and Remus earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, But how many. Everyone in our. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Everyone in our generation, I feel like, probably any guy says Gladiator is one of their probably top five, top ten movies, yeah. right? And so 
Are you gonna? You look like you're about to do a speech from the movie. Go for oh, it. Oh no! I think I've already <laughs> made. Did lean forward. I've already made. Like, I've already made a quip and earlier episodes about. Are you not entertained? I was gonna say. I was waiting for the whole like. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> I actually prefer Russell Crowe in his singing roles. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Miserable. <laughs> so I think just being kind of intrigued by Rome and all that history, right, yeah. is is part of why I was drawn to them as well. Of like, oh, this is so cool that there's a team in Rome. And I mentioned Stadio della Roma earlier, which is so interesting that one of the biggest issues they faced with building the new stadium is because building anything in Rome, you have to go through so many cycles of permits and all these things because you're building on these historic sites that you can't... I'm sure you discover something like every foot you dig. Exactly. It's like, oh wait, here's an ancient... And it's one thing when you're building a coffee, you know, it's one thing when you're building a coffee shop like Remus, right? right? But when you're trying to build a 30,000 person, he's such a hipster, (laughs) 30,000 person stadium, you have to build obviously on a huge plot of land and it's difficult to do that. So it's been interesting to kind of see how that tracks over time. Have you been to Rome? I have been to Rome, gotcha. but I have not been to a Roma game. Have you been to the, like around the stadium? I think we went by it. I was only 11 when we went to... Mm -hmm to uh italy and this was as a like kid, the very so. beginning of your fandom you were that's yeah about that time yeah. really and that's gotcha. and that's the thing so you mentioned earlier the championships they've won right and the last one was in 2000 2001 mm-hmm. and so that's right around when i became a fan so really in my time of being a fan they haven't won a championship right that's i haven't really experienced a championship and it's only been you know roughly 20 years but that still is a large chunk of like if any team in the U.S. goes through a drought of that year, people start to be like, oh, like, are they the next Chicago Cubs? Right. right. Is it, you know, a depressed fan base because they can't win a championship. Right. So it's um, <clears throat> definitely a little bit interesting in that regard that I chose Roma as well, because a lot of people gravitate towards Man U or Barcelona because they're winning every year. Right. Yeah. They're fucking fair weather fans and we don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Are Get you, off the bandwagon. Your Ajax, Adam, that's your soccer team? Yeah. Dutch so, team. So it, it, it is a Dutch oh, team. Oh, the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a pancake. Smoking <laughs> 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 a grape, cigar and a waffle. Shagadelic, <laughs> baby. <laughs> hey, I'm Bert Bacharach. Yeah, so... In, in <laughs> Interesting thing about uh, Ajax is that because they're Dutch, they all have to play in wooden clogs. (laughs) 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 They're called cleats, Adam. They're called cleats. (laughs) Hand-carved wooden cleats. Um, No, but yeah, I am am not a passionate fan of Ajax, but if there is a European football team that I'm a fan of, uh, it it would be Ajax. Gotcha. We'll talk about it later on, but Gray and I have oftentimes talked about the the hierarchy of European teams, and Roma and Ajax are in similar situations mm-hmm. compared to the super big names out there like Barcelona, yep. like I, you know, Man City now, which is you know, uh, all Ajax needs is a Saudi oil king. To- Exactly. That would be nice. Do you think a Saudi oil king could fund our podcast? Ooh, time for a break for uh, a message from our sponsors. (laughs) (laughs) Abu Dhabi. (laughs) Abu Dhabi. That's where you'll stay. Abu Dhabi. Very far away. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Um, Did you want to, are you, is that your segue to take a break? 
It's like, no, let's keep going for a little bit. All right. Nice. Yeah, we're we're riffing like we're in the fucking riff zone, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever been there, brother? <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> now Dan- I forgot what we were Daniel's talking about. Daniel's alter ego is a slightly stoned surfer. <laughs> Dude, just in the riff zone. Nah, bro. <laughs> That's our mountain biking episode. <laughs> um so I think Adam kind of alluded to it that and myself, we're not huge. I'm not passionate about Roma, nor am I very passionate about soccer or uh, football. Football. Nor am I passionate really about American football. But Super Bowl weekend. Oh, yeah. Big question on everybody's minds is, who's in the game? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. Not the Saints. No. We can get into that. Too soon. (laughs) Relevant Um, joke. Very relevant. But... Yeah, so kind of, or do you see any similar parallels with your Ajax passion or well, other passion you may have for a sports team, Adam? Um, I mean, I'm a psych, big cycling fan, so to to a certain extent, but really, no, I'm I'm not a big, I'm not, I would would not categorize myself as being passionate about any sports team. That's gotcha. just not the way I was raised was raised up i do have a question <laughs> it's not the way we did things in our house <laughs> we didn't do them they there. didn't raise me <laughs> they didn't raise me to be passionate about sports um but i do have questions for gray and daniel hello gray first but he's give, the guest. given your your passion for roma is this the only how would you put this fandom uh, on a level with any other sports teams that you're passionate about, since you are a former Lakers employee. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say employee very quietly? Oh, no reason. <laughs> hey, I mean, me and Kobe shared the same HR director, right? So, oh yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, man. The uh, the HR. Do you director, have Kobe's phone number? Uh, <laughs> no, but the HR director did not take too kindly when I complained about the uh, pay gap between Kobe and I. <laughs> Sure. Look at how much I do for this organization. <laughs> what are you doing for me? I'm out on the court every single night. He works like three hours a day. Come on. I'm working like at least nine. I go to the gym. I sweat my ass off, lifting 10-pound weights, <laughs> dribbling a ball. Keep going, Daniel. Oh, and no. shooting the ball. Ah, yes. And then passing it to teammates in the office. <laughs> Your office teammates. Oh, it's a great no, question, no. though, Adam, in terms of you know, I, and so I work in sports now, and it's interesting. We always kind of play the game of if you could have any of your teams win a championship, who would it be, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, have the Lakers, for me being a Lakers fan, have the Lakers win the NBA championship, have the Redskins, gross, uh, win the Super Bowl, have, you know, Wake Forest <laughs> win NCAA yeah. basketball They'll totally do championship. That soon. <laughs> Shut up, Duke fan. Um, <laughs> Go State. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Well, yeah, we. Um, <laughs> you know, so kind of that debate of like, if you could have one, who would it be? Yeah. Right. And, and my answer is Roma. And part of that I think stems from the fact that, like I mentioned, I've never experienced that, right. The mm-hmm. Lakers have won five championships in my lifetime. And so I've, I've had that. And while I obviously want them to win again, I think what for me would be awesome is to see Roma finally break through and, and win and beat mm-hmm. because in, in Europe, and we can get into this a little bit later, but it's not quite the same 
level playing field that you right. get here in the, the leagues right. in the States. And so you get these teams like Juventus who win six years in a row just because they have more money. Like you mentioned the, you know, the kind of the oil tycoons earlier, yeah. right? Like you have Stupid people who come in and spend a ton of money and it's not that same playing field. And so you feel at times like, okay, is my team ever going to win, right? Because are they going to have the funds to actually get the good enough players to break through and, and win their particular league? So with that, what would – and I can't remember the team now, but what was the team a few years ago in the Premier League? Leicester City. Leicester City. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like an underdog story for Unbelievable. them. Unbelievable. Where – so does that give you hope? Can we – wait, hold, sorry. Can you exp- – I, like, don't follow soccer at all. Okay. And- yeah. Yes, Maybe yes, our sorry. listeners don't. So can you explain Leicester City? Yeah. Out of Adam our, just loves to plow ahead. <laughs> out of our 5 billion date. listeners, I, I, I admit there <laughs> may be a few Christ. non-football fans, <laughs> football fans. So. Oh, sorry. my God. If, Greg, can you explain, like, Leicester <laughs> yeah. City and, you know, kind of different – yeah, that. <laughs> that. Words. Use words. English words, maybe, or you want to... Italian words? <laughs> Latin words. Hey. Congratulate us for not doing an Italian accent until <laughs> 45 minutes into the <laughs> episode. So, nice work. I'm really proud of well us, done, guys. Well done, guys. <laughs> so, Leicester City, yes. t- typically in the, uh, the big four leagues in Europe, if you will, so the Spanish, German, Italian, and English leagues, you gotcha. have... Typically within those leagues, two to four teams who are the powerhouses, mainly because of financial reasons, because they're going to spend a lot more money on their players than these other teams are. Um, but just historically, there's two to four teams that win almost everything within that league. So like in the EPL, you've got Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, um, and to a you know, more recent extent, Manchester City. Um, so... Every year going into the year, you kind of think, okay, one of these two to four teams are going to win the title. Right. Whereas, you know, in the leagues here in the States, you may go into it saying, okay, I have a pretty good idea that the Caps are going to be one of the best teams in the NHL this year. Hell yeah, or the they Penguins. Are. Hell yeah. But there still are a lot of volatility year to year. You don't know who's right. going to win, right? But in soccer you can almost guarantee it's going to be one of those teams right i mean in the german league bayern munich has won i think five years in a row in italy juventus has won six years in a row stupid juventus you don't see other teams come out of nowhere to win gotcha so it'd be one thing though to see a team in for example in the epl to see tottenham win because they've always kind of been one of the top tier teams or in the italian league to see roma win because while they haven't won a championship since 2001. They've at least finished in the top two or three, four teams in the standings pretty regularly, right? Gotcha. Leicester City was a team that came essentially from nowhere. I think they actually were in the second tier mm-hmm. English league, the English Championship League, hmm. back probably two or three years before they won the English Premier League. So they essentially gotcha. won the Championship League to get promoted to the EPL. And then a year or two after that, they won the EPL, which I think their betting odds going into the season, it was like 5,000 to one, right? So it gives you some context around like this was something that no one foresaw happening, right? A very fluke thing to see in soccer. Gotcha. Um, So as a fan of Roma, and you're talking about how they haven't won a championship recently, does that give you hope that Roma could possibly do that if they if you personally 
assassinate the oil tankers? <laughs> <laughs> or what drastic measure are you going to have to take to allow Roma to win? Gray, you were mentioning a plane ticket, one-way plane ticket over to Italy recently. He's got a ticket to ride. <laughs> to fly. He's got a ticket to ride. To kill the oil tycoon, yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot more musical interludes this episode. We've had a lot. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Conti- continue, it, it does give you hope, yeah. right? It certainly, you know, because you sit there and say, okay, well, if Leicester, a team that had 5,000 to 1 odds, right. can win, then Roma, a team that maybe going into the season has 100 to 1 odds, right. can huh. certainly do it, right? It's just a matter of actually keeping your best players at the end of right. each year, which is a problem that, and, and, you know, I can turn this back around to Adam, is, you know, Ajax is kind of the poster child in Europe yeah. of selling their best players. So they get these young guys who are potential star players. They develop them into these star players. And then instead of keeping them and actually continuing to be a good team, they then sell these players to the Manchester Uniteds of the world. And so Roma, unfortunately, in recent years, has definitely continued to be what they call a selling club, where they bring in these really good guys, they develop them, and then all of a sudden Liverpool or someone comes and knocks on the door and says, hey, we'll give you $75 million for your goalkeeper. And Roma says, we can't turn that down because we right. need that $75 million to help build our stadium, right. to help buy more players to kind of backfill our roster. Huh. And, you know, unfortunately, if you lose that star talent year over year over year, it's tough to compete with the teams like Juventus who keep that star power each year, right? Because the thing you got to remember that Adam – mentioned earlier is that while a lot of these teams their goal is to win their league in their country the bigger goal is to win the champions league gotcha. right huh. so they're not just compare juventus is not adding ronaldo to a team that had already won five straight championships to further destroy the italian league because they're right. already doing that right they're doing it so they can try to win the champions league right so when a team like that that's already winning is getting better it's tough for a team like roma Stupid to keep Juventus. up but to answer your question it does give you hope that yeah. it, one day it could happen if they actually hold on to enough of if their star players bad decision exactly huh um well cool well let's nice. uh, uh let's take a quick break yeah um, word from our sponsors yes uh, such as Abu Dhabi and um, Remus's Coffee Shop. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got this. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes, folks. Stick around. Don't move from your TV. All right, let's get back into it. Hey, everybody out there. We're here to talk about passion fruits and what makes you passionate about fruit. Did you just become an auctioneer? <laughs> <laughs> hey, swing. <laughs> that is not an auctioneer. <laughs> it is. All right. You, ready? you guys ready? Very much so. All right. So we appreciate Gray hey, telling Gray, us. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, welcome back <laughs> to Podcast Land. And to our radio. 12 billion <laughs> listeners. <Jesus. laughs> um, but we... Uh, you know, we've been hearing about how, how Gray has Gray's passion has progressed, and kind of how he got into Roma. Yeah, but and I think it was you explaining soccer to me and explaining the different leagues in Roma, and your kind of how you got into Roma is a very good kind of examination of how passionate you are about this team and how 
Yeah, I mean it. Shi- it shines through like a <laughs> city on the hill. You are a shining beacon of Roma passion. <laughs> Whoa! Shining beacon like this little red light that's making me go cross-eyed on the microphone that I have here, stacked on these two Harry Potter books. This you is know what? We have a very high-tech <laughs> recording studio. Yes, we've talked about we're recording in a derelict Borders <laughs> that's been shut down for years. So the Harry Potter books sell it. Um, all right, great. So. What we like to talk about on this very popular podcast is how, um, when did you realize you were like a fanatic for Roma? Like what was one crazy thing that you did for Roma? I don't know if there's one crazy thing in particular that stands out, but in general, I think what being a fan of a team like Roma, what kind of shows your passion is the fact that you've got to wake up at the crack of dawn on the weekends to watch these games, right? It's not like right. the NFL where it's, I know at one o'clock and four o'clock on a Sunday, I can catch NFL games, right? It's like, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to watch Roma play this particular game, or I'm having to, you know, track down some random streaming site to, to right. even watch them, right? Because it's not, you know, the EPL is, is pretty well covered in the U.S. on NBC Sports Network and some other places, but the Italian league until recently when ESPN kind of picked them up in a a streaming sense, you had to go on and, you know, how many random uh, streaming sites have I been on where I'm like, okay, how many viruses am I going to contract? Pirate streams. Exactly. exactly. Jesus. We caught him, Adam. Good work. Ah, Nice. The The FBI is below. They're taking you into the pokey. (laughs) But I think that's the thing that, again, is the accessibility of it. Right. The fact that, you go out of your way to seek it like that. The fact that I've got to wake up early on a weekend and, you know, find this. I could be sleeping in, but no, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to try to Google, okay, how can I watch the Roma game? So can I ask something real quick? With your earlier FIFA playing was, I don't know how far back you went into playing FIFA, but was, did they have like all those teams like Roma in FIFA 2000 or like they did, yeah. FIFA 95? Yeah, they definitely huh, did. Cool. They did. Because so. I mean, because that's how a lot of you hear all about those dude bros in college who get into like <laughs> soccer and doing dude like <laughs> and like actually getting into a team, you know, mm. Arsenal or like the bigger teams. But it's because they play a ton of FIFA um, and that's how it's kind of gotten more popular in the good old U.S. of A. Can we talk about your FIFA skills? Can we sidetrack real quick and talk Ooh, about yes, how amazing you are at FIFA, Dan? Well, um, I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> Go I, ahead, Greg. Well, I think my favorite part about playing FIFA with Dan is that you're a, you're a solid player. There's no Thank doubt you. about Thank that. Thank you. And that's all, folks. You're not as good as Adam. And what? <laughs> I'm better than Adam. <laughs> it helps that I actually played soccer at one point in my I life. played soccer? I was were, were you on the red team? <laughs> no, I was on the boys and girls club, you dick. <laughs> I think the best part, though, is the fact that I knew, because you know, Dan and I would always play collaboratively. We'd be on the we same team. Yeah. And the best part is he would always turn on 
And by turn on, I mean start basically being his own beatbox, his own theme music. And when he got the ball, when he wanted to like yeah. try to dribble past defenders and score, it was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I always got scared of going out of bounds, which made me go out of bounds. The sideline was your worst enemy. Fuck that sideline. It was like a magnet to the sideline. It just did not make any sense. Because they made it too realistic how you handle the damn players. It's so easy to not go to the sideline. Hey, Adam. Literally just point the joystick in the other direction. Hey, Adam. (laughs) Suck an egg. Stupid Adam. Hey, podcast listeners, my fans, don't you hate Adam? (laughs) I need to, uh, we need to play against Daniel. What? And then have him mic'd so we figure out what he's going to do before he actually does it. He's like, if he's like doing that, we know he's going to dribble up the middle. (laughs) No, not up the middle, up the sideline. No, it's right up the middle. You avoid the sideline. No. Anyway, but to, but to we're your not point, talking I mean, about it, my passion for being amazing at FIFA. <laughs> but even to that point, I mean, you yourself are a great example of someone who maybe wasn't a soccer player right. or you know, isn't a big fan of a particular team now, but you sit there and go, okay, I've heard of Tati because right. I played FIFA yeah, yeah, with yeah, you yeah. or I've heard of this player or this team because I, you know FIFA definitely still plays a huge role in that, not only with bro dudes, dude bros like us. Dude bros, yeah. Hell but yeah. is there a difference between a bro dude and dude bro? One of them is cool, the other is not. Okay. Is that like whole like, I think bro dudes are cool. Dude bros. You don't want to meet one of those in a one of those in a dark alley. One of those DBs. <laughs> yeah, one ah, of those DBs. Nice. Medium sized douchebag like me. Is that right. what you're Yeah. <laughs> uh, treat your guests real well. But no, it's <laughs> to that point it's it's about looking at you know different sources of how people came to it right even you look at now you'll get on twitter and you'll follow a professional basketball player and they'll be tweeting about how they're playing fifa right and like how they're Fortnite or Fortnite. and fortnite everything's (laughs) fortnite now but you know definitely video games play a huge role i feel like in fandom in that sense um kind of on on that note too how playing i mean because you you play current versions of fifa and, and you're pretty reliable as like having the current version of fifa and you're consistently playing as roma or you know an ultimate player or ultimate team like a roma themed mm-hmm. uh team what other so like, i i would categorize that as a pretty big token of your fandom of the team like how you expect like i always play as ajax um but what other tokens of fandom do you have that you express your fandom by how big is your shrine <laughs> what shrine i don't know what you're talking about. Three, three houses big there's no shrine did you i i know you rented out a public storage unit the uh, other day no my wife knows nothing about this <laughs> oh amy play, pay no attention to the next five minutes of this conversation <laughs> amy isn't one of your five million listeners uh, we're no, she specifically told us. <laughs> I'm not listening to this. <laughs> Funny, that's how all of our significant others are, but that's okay. <laughs> we're doing great things here. Yeah, we are. I, I will admit there are a few uh, Roma things that I do own. Um, I, you know, and, and any Roma fan is going to be a huge Francesco Totti fan, right? He is the icon of the team. He played there for 20 years. He you know, he's basically the, the Kobe Bryant, if you will. If you're, you know, a Lakers fan, you love Kobe. If you're a Roma fan, you love um, Totti, not only because he was a magnificent player, but he played there for a long time, right? You don't see in most sports leagues nowadays, and especially in soccer where teams, players are bought and sold every year, you don't see guys stick around with one team for 20 years like he did. Right. It's remarkable. Right. So 
I, I do have a, a Tati jersey and a couple other Roma jerseys, but uh, I do also have three pieces of Tati-related art, different kind of graphic oh, prints. Yeah. That, nice. and so in, in my old house, when it was my bachelor pad, they were all oh, very prominently yeah. displayed in the in the would-be dining room as my little Roma shrine. But then, you know, when you get married, all of your soccer yeah, The old ball and chain. <laughs> the old ball don't, and chain. Don't it, get caught in the bear trap. <laughs> it means or that your shrine either trap. moves to a public storage unit or, in my case, to an upstairs room that we never go yeah. in. Huh. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit to save all of our skins. All of our significant others. Wait, hold on, Adam. <laughs> None of our significant others are listening to this, so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just put this, just put this out there just in case. All of our significant others are very supportive of all our passions and hobbies. And yes. Very, I, at least, and I know the rest of us are very thankful for that. Of course. So despite how much we joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That was um, a funny joke that Adam told. Sorry. Um, yeah, what... I guess, what other tokens of fandom would you like to enhance your experience as a passionate fan? Because, <laughs> boy, do we have a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> you get a ton right. You get a ton A round-trip ticket to Rome to see Roma play. Don't even make that joke. <laughs> Sorry. Is it bad that I just got a boner when you said that? <laughs> no, that's what this pod... That's the goal of this Juventus, podcast. Juventus, Juventus, Juventus. Did it oh, go away? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Darn it. <laughs> um, yeah. Other oh, tokens. I mean, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm trying to decide if there's a place on my body where I could hide a Tati tattoo. I don't know if that's like... <laughs> My wife would probably notice, though, is the problem. Like, she'd be like, Gray, why why do you always wear boxers in the shower now? Because well, I have Tati's face on my one butt cheek and your name on the other butt cheek. So. Nice. What about, like, are there, is there anything, um, uh, how do I phrase this? What, are there any, exp- uh, you know, apart from going to see a game, mm-hmm. but are there any pieces of, any trips that you would like to, like, you know, if... Say, uh, Roma, you know, climbs pretty high in the champ in the Champions League, which mm-hmm. which they're consistently a member of the champion. They Champions made the semifinals League. last year. Yeah. It was kind of a surprise run for them. Nice. Like, would that would is that something that you would spend thousands of dollars on to go see if given the opportunity? <laughs> like, like fi- yeah. if it was financially feasible. Kind yeah. Of like, um. Well, and feasible and sensible are different terms, certainly. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I had this, I had this debate last year, right? Because they yeah. they are a team who, like I mentioned, I'm I'm probably not going like the pinnacle for Roma most likely in my lifetime will be winning the Italian League, right? Mm-hmm. Potentially winning the Champions League, but again, they've never done it, so it's not likely to happen unless ownership changes. If you get an oil. You know, Baron Tycoon, nice. whatever in we there. We can all use one um, of those. We need to look into Tesla sponsoring. No, get away from Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon He's a giant douchebag. Why don't have... you like Elon Musk? I've, haven't you seen all the news about him? He's calling like people pedophiles and like he just seems like a shithead. All right. This is awkward. Despite what the stuff he's doing may be really cool, and I appreciate what SpaceX is doing because we need to look towards the stars and this is going to play back very awkwardly when you're trying to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I will say no to him. (laughs) (laughs) Executive decision. Um, We we don't have to talk about my passion for hating Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) The positive podcast. Sorry, continue, continue, Gray. But like you know, without an ownership change, like a that that 
Yeah, so experience. I mean, so last year, right, they had an incredible run to the Champions League semifinals where they played against Liverpool, who I feel like we need to give a shout out to our uh, our 104C missing oh, member, Liverpool. Peter Glawa, Peter. Um, oh, the Ukrainian Liver- sensation. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, he'll be a guest on at some point for his passion for Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> or his body is a temple. Or <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they played and unfortunately lost to Liverpool in the semis, but it was still a great run for them. And I actually also, I play, so I play on an adult league team now Mm -hmm. and who also has a bunch of Liverpool fans. So we actually looked at, okay, well, what, what is the cost? Let's get a wild hair. And I was actually on, uh, it was kind of right around when I was getting married leading into my honeymoon. So that was part (laughs) of the tough part, right? So I was gonna have to sell Amy on the fact that it's like, all right, we're going to come, which, you know, I had to at least sell her on the fact that I could watch the first leg of the semis on our honeymoon so i'm sitting there you know in our hotel in mexico watching <laughs> roma and liverpool but then the second leg was right after a honeymoon so it would have been like all right i'm coming right back from the honeymoon turning around and leaving for you know three or four days to go to rome to watch this game she probably could spend... have used she probably could have used a couple days away from you at that <laughs> <point>. <laughs> fair, very fair <laughs> So, but it was it was very expensive, right? It was you know plane ticket alone, obviously, to go over there. But then the game itself, not as expensive though as like the Super Bowl or something like mm-hmm. that here, where it's you really know, where you talked about earlier being a Duke fan, Dan, right. about how you know was was the Cameron indoors like two grand to get in the yeah, door against UNC for the UNC game? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, all right, well, when uh, Roma gets to the championship again, Adam and I will congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! But it is one of those things where you say, okay, what is feasible versus sensible? And it's yeah. like, if this is the once-in-my-lifetime opportunity to mm-hmm. see them in the Champions League final if they ever make it, or you know, to see them potentially have that uh, clinching game to win the Italian League, do I pay the money you know even if it isn't the smartest thing to do financially to go do it just because it's that experience of being there in person because that's the one thing that's so different about being a fan of a european soccer team here in the states versus being like a duke fan who's right down the road from you or being uh, a fan of an nba nhl team Mm -hmm. who you can very constantly access not only on tv and social media but in person right right? you can go there it's much more feasible to go there it's still expensive but it's much more feasible than saying oh i'm going to pick up and fly to Rome, right. right, to watch a game. Yeah. And so not having that access, I definitely want to go at some point and see them play regardless of the situation in mm-hmm. Rome. That's definitely on the bucket list, but that sort of championship game would be kind of that ultimate experience that I probably would end up paying an arm and a leg for and end up coming home with a, a butt tattoo from or something <laughs> like that. Nice. So. Awesome. How are the Italian tattoo artists? Are they good? <laughs> they, good they would probably look at all the... They would probably look like all those um frescoes in the roman ruins <laughs> like that one of uh priapus the god of sex and eroticism who has a massive dong <laughs> anyway um well i that was enlightening and yeah no this has been a lot of fun yeah um it's very clear how passionate you are about roma and um i hope they win at some point Thank you. I'm going to be buying you guys Roma shirts and converting you into fans, whether or not you like it. Adam, I know you I, like Ajax. I but have a tangential, pa- not passion, I have a ten- tangential interest. fan yeah, interest in Roma because you are so passionate about Roma. I'm like, well, I don't care about anyone in Syria, but if I did, it would be Roma. Adam's happy that you're 
happy when Romo wins or does yes. something good. Um, I'm a big fan of the Seattle Sounders because uh, Microsoft <laughs> sponsors them and they have the Xbox logo. <laughs> I'm like, wow, gamer nerds. But it's um, interesting, Adam, to talk about that kind of tangential fandom, right? Because, again, the difference in a European soccer league, right? Like you can say, okay, I'm a fan of Ajax, and if they played Roma, I'd root for Ajax. But – in general, you're also okay with seeing Roma succeed and win their championship oh, because yeah. it's a different league. It's very different than, you know, Dan, you're a big Duke fan, and I'm a big Wake Forest fan, right. and our teams hate each other, right. right? Like, I'm not going to be happy when Duke wins, even though they're going no to. No one's happy right? when Duke wins. <laughs> you know what, Adam? Get out of here. Well, actually, that's kind of a good parallel to um, hockey because I'm a huge Caps fan, but I also just like watching hockey and like it was kind of exciting seeing the Vegas Golden Knights make it to the Stanley Cup playoff last year, the finals. Um, I'm glad that the Caps beat them, but um, it's exciting. It's I kind of get that feel from soccer, like you're talking about mm-hmm. Leicester City, mm-hmm. getting excited to see them doing so well, and another hockey, like hockey. That's yeah, I don't know yeah. what I'm trying well, to say. Yeah, and I mean, I you know I root for Ajax now because of Adam. Like I've you know when when you they shouldn't. made the Champions League uh, round of sixteen, <laughs> I was texting him like, "Oh, Ajax out of nowhere." Or now I'm kind of a fan of Liverpool a little bit. Yeah, a because I have friends like Pete and some guys on my soccer team who are a fan, but also because they keep buying all of Roma's players. So Stupid it kind of feels Liverpool. like it's <laughs> Roma 2.0 basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, if you this can... team wins, it's kind of like my team winning a championship. Yeah, you can have two teams. But... <laughs> Look what we could have done <laughs> with all of our talent. <laughs> Just like another year. Um, well, nice. Well, th- yeah. great. Thank you for being on the podcast Absolutely. with us. This was Thank uh, you for having me. Being heck here. of a good time. Yes. And uh, we're going to have hey. him stick around for the next se- next oh, segment. Oh, here we go. Oh, Aww, should we have yeah. Yeah. All right, Gray will do some verses too. Oh, All right, you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. Passion Fruits recommendations. I can't rhyme anything these days. Go, Gray! <laughs> my shtick is I never get through more than one. You get one uh, sentence, one and then sentence. you get another sentence. Dan's Abu Dhabi song earlier was much better. Oh, without a doubt. Wait, I thought you guys knew. I stole that from the Garfield cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never watched the fucking Garfield cartoon? No. All right, we're going to have to do an episode yeah. about that. Anyway, all right, so wreck a wreck a wreck a wreck a recommendation. So let's recap on the recommendations from last time. Let's wreck app. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, last week, last episode... <laughs> I recommended that you give a good listen to Mastodon's album Emperor of Sand. Yes. What did I, you think? I I can I enjoy it more the more I listen to it. Nice. Actually, which is mm-hmm. I think that the point of you recommending it to me. Because yeah. I, I listen to it casually, but yeah. not kind of done a deep dive into right. it. Right. But yeah, I mean I, I that would be the first album I turn on at work every day. Yeah, that's um, nice. So yeah, I like I, it a lot. I, I, uh, I would like to go see them live at some point. They're That'd fucking awesome live. They're a lot of fun. This was the recommendation in your stand-up comedy episode? Yes. Yes. Our recommendations don't necessarily have to relate to our uh, Got it. Our, our, our topic. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, Adam, last episode. <laughs> you didn't You didn't watch them, did you? No, and so that's, <laughs> I mean, no, I did not. Well, um, so, the recommendation was for you to watch a few more stand-up specials, correct? Well, it was Mike Birbiglia's my... My girlfriend's boyfriend. My girlfriend's boyfriend. Maybe, 
I had I had trouble finding it because I didn't. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but and then you recommended Pete Holmes's new HBO show yes. that's in like the third season. Crashing. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch. I was I was stand up out, man. That's I, fair. I was. It was too much stand up, and I I just. Jokes, man. I don't like jokes. I don't like joking around. Okay, I'm very serious. Um, no, I will. I will probably watch Mike Birbiglia's special when I'm on the bike trainer at some point. Um, and maybe I'll do that with Pete Holmes. That'll be a bike trainer show. But I also just like mindless stuff. I need some mindless stuff sometimes, sure. and that's what I needed this past week. That's fair. And that's kind of what I've needed for the past couple months. But um, anyway, fail. <laughs> Hey, you know what, guest? I can you easily know what, medium-sized douchebag guest. <laughs> I can easily you guys cut. Are not going to get many guests on this podcast. <laughs> I can cut all of your audio, so it'd be just me and Adam talking to nobody, asking a question in silence. <laughs> yeah, silence. Um, well, let's start with Cray. What would you like to recommend to us that we should watch, listen to, do in the next span of time for our next episode? It's a great question. I. I mean, I would probably stay on the theme of, of this particular episode and would say, go watch, not even, you know, I'm not even going to say go watch just a Roma game in particular, because mm-hmm. I get it, a soccer game can be a little long. And if you're not a big fan of soccer, it can be seemingly a little boring at times because it's not as much scoring as right. you see in, you know, basketball or NHL football and other things like that. It can feel a little slow, even though, again, there's action at all times, unlike some of the other sports where you're pausing every seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Um like friggin' baseball. <laughs> um, but my recommendation would actually be going to YouTube. And we talked about like Green Street Hooligans earlier. I'm not saying go in there and watch some of the fights, but actually go on and watch just the passion that certain soccer fans have and some of the chants that they do. Yeah. In particular, there's a really cool stadium in Argentina that I really want to visit sometime called La Bombonera. And La mm-hmm. Bombonera, I forget, I think it's the home to River Plate. But it is this just iconic stadium that has this remarkable rivalry that's played in every year. And this past year, I think they actually had to move the game to Spain because there were so many issues, like literally to Spain, like, you know, across the Atlantic Ocean because of the issues around like leading up to this game with the fan bases being so passionate that they were, you know, dueling against each other. But God. Go and just watch some clips of like La Bombonera and some La of these Bombonera. other soccer stadiums mm-hmm. to see how incredibly passionate these fans are, setting off flares and doing other ridiculous shit in the <laughs> stands. That's just, you know, you go to an NFL game and you're like, oh, God, that fan was so rowdy and whatnot. And it's like, no, no, that's not rowdy. Like, go to a soccer game in one of these other countries. That's rowdy. One time, my friend uh, in middle school, he went to a Redskins Eagles game. And somebody oh, got stabbed with a pocket knife in the neck uh, a couple seats back from where he Whoa. was at oh, FedEx wow. Field. So that's, that's on brand. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that, that is on brand. <laughs> yeah, um, nice. Well, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Go ahead, Adam. Sure. Uh, I've got two recommendations. They're they're Jesus. very different. One follows along the conversation we had earlier today, but I would highly recommend both of you all to watch. Uh, the All or Nothing series on Amazon Prime, Manchester City, yeah, right? with, with Man City. Hmm. It's really so I've heard great things about yeah, it. It you don't have to be a fan of soccer, even, but it's just a really interesting personal deep dive into what makes uh, that club tick. And this is actually after the a couple years after they started really, really being being really, really successful. But gotcha. the, Man City is was. Uh, 
purchased by like a Saudi, like some oil tycoon. God, these oil tycoons. And is but, tycoon even but, the right word? Uh, <laughs> yeah, bears, yeah, no, that works. Yeah, bears. but dumped a bunch of money into the club, and it's just, it's literally a completely different club now because they can buy all the talent they mm-hmm. want to. Um, but it follows the team through an entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Because their manager, Pep Guardiola, is a very unique yep. guy. He used yeah. to be at Barcelona, so definitely a big yeah. name. Yeah, you learn a lot about Pep. You learn a lot about some of the developing players on the team. You learn a lot about some of the uh, more veteran players on the team. Anyways, fantastic. That's cool. recommendation number one. Recommendation, Say the name again. Uh, all or nothing on cool. Amazon Prime. Awesome. The second thing I would highly recommend watching is uh, Bon Appetit has a series of YouTube Netflix? videos or not YouTube. Uh, called uh, Gourmet Makes, and okay. it's uh, hosted by Claire Safafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafaf
to make it because anybody can just show up and play one of their songs on an acoustic guitar but like they've rearranged some of their songs to make it more enjoyable to listen to Uh, it's really cool um and like yeah gave me chills it's really really good all right well thank you gray yes thank you very much thank you gentlemen thank you adam for being me (laughs) yeah (laughs) god i five myself (laughs) oh my god he actually did it yes (laughs) um well yeah thank you everybody for stopping by you can catch us on twitter Uh, at passion fruits podcast instagram at passion fruits podcast and email us at passion fruits podcast at gmail.com Woo! yeah love that brand crazy um so yeah thanks everybody for listening like and subscribe give us a review just give a five stars climb to the top of the itunes charts how about 35 stars uh i i yeah you got me yeah (laughs) um but yeah thank you everybody uh, listen on, brothers and sisters. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>